Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I'm joined by the bionic woman, Alexia Nicole. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic to be chatting with you. I was telling you a little bit off air. It's been it's been a hot minute since the last time I chatted with you. It was three and a half years ago. And a lot has changed with you physically, character-wise, and all of that. So I kind of wanted to start there. The last time I talked to you, you were the bubblegum princess. You are now the bionic woman. So that can be attributed to a few things, which we'll talk more about the character aspect in a moment. But I know part of the reason for this transformation had to do with your most recent shoulder surgery, which, by the way, I love the piece that you have, the bionic arm. We'll talk about that. That's so badass. But I believe you got your most recent shoulder surgery in the summer of 2021. You had been dealing with some shoulder issues before that. So for those who don't know, can you kind of just walk us through when your shoulder injuries kind of first developed i think you had one surgery before that um 2019 maybe 2018 <laughs> it's, it's been a process i'll try to roughly yeah. like go over it, it yeah actually so the night before what was supposed to be my first match i was 16 at the time yeah <laughs> uh trying stuff at training unsupervised which is never a good idea um got hurt dislocated shoulder uh, it had happened a few times mm -hmm. before, but I had to go to the hospital, yeah. um, had surgery a few months later, came back, everything was great, had my first match, couple matches in, happened again, another surgery, uh, years and years went by, yeah, I think it was 2019 was the last one, and then um, COVID happened, Yeah. Um, I shoulder had been doing okay, like I was definitely having some issues still that I was just kind of like doing the wrestler thing of like, it's fine. It'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, you know, if you ignore it, it hopefully goes away wrestler thing that we all like to do. Um, but it wasn't going away. It was getting worse. So I thankfully with everything kind of shut down, I was able to take the time, get MRIs done a lot more diagnostics and the surgery that I had was uh, a reconstructive surgery. So I had bone moved around and all that. Um, but that went great and I feel better than I did before. So yeah, and I know your 2021 <laughs> surgery kind of got delayed because of circumstances of the pandemic, which led you to only wrestling nine nine matches that year. But you kind of embraced that as a time to repair and rebuild yourself mentally and physically. So can you kind of talk about that period after your surgery, 2021 specifically, how you rebuilt and repaired yourself mentally and physically? Uh, it was hard. Um, it was the most painful I'd ever been after surgery. Um, so it took a lot mentally and physically to kind of get past that first initial, the first few months were really rough. Um, but while I was recovering and getting ready to get back in the ring, I was kind of tired of being the bubblegum princess. It was something I started yeah. when I was like, I want to say 18, 19. And then I was 25. Eh, yeah, 25 in 2021. So like, I feel like I had outgrown it. Um, yeah. I wanted something new and it just kind of fell into place, I guess. I was just trying to think of something new. And I'm like, I felt, I felt bionic. I felt I had been rebuilt. It felt better than I did as, you know, before I had any work done. Um, and that's, I guess that's really where it came from. Just some, I wanted something new and I felt like that was the next step for me. My shoulders never felt better um, before surgery. So after surgery, clearly something helped. 
Yeah. And I feel like you're definitely somebody who prides herself on performing and, you know, granted it was a few months in between, I think you had wrestled in like July and then you had your surgery in maybe August and then you wrestled again in November. So it was like three, four months, but going, you know, you're used to it probably at least every week having those couple months off. I, you know, I feel like during that time, did you discover any new hobbies or passions or how did you allocate your time besides training and recovering during that time off? Um, what did I played a lot of Animal Crossing. <laughs> so I spent a lot of time doing while I was sitting at home. Um, I was in school at the same time, so that took up some time as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, if it wasn't wrestling related, it was a very nice calming round of Animal Crossing or schoolwork. I know you were involved. I It's ironic that you played Animal Crossing. I'm not sure exactly what your degree was, but it seems like you're definitely big into animals. So um, can you kind of let us know what were you going to school for and what is the status of that education now? Uh, so I'm a vet tech. I'm technically yeah, still okay. in school, but it's I'm half I'm working full time, but um, still in school for it. But I am yeah. a vet technician. That's exciting. You know, I, you're, I know you've talked about it in other interviews and stuff like that. Have you always been an animal person or did this kind of develop in like your, I don't want to say later life, but like younger, <laughs> young adulthood. You can say later life. I feel really old. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm turning 26 later this month. So like, we're kind of on the, I think you're a year older than me. So we're kind of on the same yeah. wavelength, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Um, I've always been super into it. I was just never good at science. So I was like, I can't do that. Cause I'm, I suck at it. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out when I actually put the time into learning, I can be good at it. So that's all it really took. I'm curious, how do you balance your time with school? And I assume most of your bookings are probably on weekends, maybe the occasional weekday thing. So maybe that kind of works out for you. But how do you kind of balance your schedule between training, socially, school, you know, and everything going on? Uh, it's hard. <laughs> I don't know if I balance it well. Um, like I plan on doing a lot of schoolwork. I'm really thankful that my, my program at the point that I'm at is kind of self-paced. So I can kind of go through it at my own pace at this point, which is really, really good. And I'm really lucky for that. Um, but I plan on doing a lot of schoolwork while I'm traveling because I'm going to have the downtime yeah. that I wouldn't have while I'm at work. So that kind of, I feel like works itself out a little bit. You, I mean, I'm just saying if you're like, I don't know what landmarks are in Paris, but you know, like you could just be sitting, is <laughs> not, not Paris, the UK, you could just be sitting by like this beautiful cafe and the UK doing schoolwork, drinking like this fancy, like UK, like coffee or something. I feel like that's just a beautiful sight in and of itself. That's, I, that's the plan. That is what I'm going to plan on doing. <laughs> Oh, that's so exciting, though. You know, with your shoulder, though, I mean, this has been a, a lingering thing for like nearly a decade now. What is the current state of your shoulder? How is it kind of feeling right now? Uh, I mean, like I said, this is the best it's ever felt, even pre-surgery. I feel like I feel bionic. I feel like I can do anything. It's strong. It's stable. I have no complaints. Yeah. You know, getting back into it after that first few, you know, after a few months off, you certainly bounced back in late 2021, all through 2022. And now, I mean, you're going to the UK, you're clearly thriving this year, but upon that initial return, I'm curious, did you kind of see or feel a noticeable difference within yourself or your approach to wrestling kind of, did this time off give you a new perspective on anything? It did because I forgot how long I had been wrestling prior to the time off. 
Um, and it kind of hit me in that where like I felt really comfortable. Like I kind of altered my moveset a little bit, like yeah. done new things, new finish maneuver, all that kind of stuff. But like I had felt that I was everything felt easier coming back. Like it definitely pre uh, surgery, pre pandemic, I, I was I get stressed super easily about stuff. Like I get even more anxious than I would like no than I do now. And it was really just I came to the realization of I I know what I'm doing. I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. I know what I can do and what I can do well. Um, and that just, I guess the time off really helped me understand that and really realize that. And then when I came back, it's the most confident I've ever felt. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, you're a 10 year vet now. We'll talk about kind of your wrestle, wrestleversary. You had a few months and a bit, you know, during that comeback though, like you said, you rebranded yourself into this bionic woman. And like you had said, you had felt that you kind of outgrew the bubblegum princess persona. Tell us more about the kind of the process of crafting this new persona and, you know, what exactly the this new moniker means to you? Because, you know, you, I mean, you have been a, a trooper through it all. So it holds a lot of significance to you, I know. Yeah, I, um, I, I guess like past me, I don't know how to describe it, was like a Disney princess or like a mean girl, one or the other. I, there was the things that I was into then. I'm still into it now, but I'm much more of a like superhero, cyberpunk, secret agent like that's the stuff that I yeah. like more now and that's what I kind of based everything around I'm still I'm still tinkering with it but like that's the direction I'm leaning in compared to where I was like the more childy character prior yeah no that makes sense and you know this new persona you know you're still kind of a work in progress as with anything I feel like there's been a little bit of a tweak to your look and your overall character presentation to the kind of play around with but where do you look to for inspiration when you're kind of envisioning and crafting the ring gear and kind of your look for the bionic woman uh, a lot of video games cyberpunk was a big one um there was one game I can't not remember the name of it I saw a brief trailer and what she was wearing I was like that's it that's the gear um I, for the life of me cannot remember what it was though um but I take inspiration from that I've you ever seen like totally spies yeah uh, the totally one... spies <laughs> was my show growing up on Cartoon Network go on yeah like the one piece look um Kim Possible mm -hmm. with the white and the blue and that like in her big movie like that's what I'm looking for for like sort of look inspiration yeah you brought me back to my childhood those were great shows I'm I'm curious since we'll go down this rabbit hole now what kind of like shows do you typically we'll talk about then and now what were your go-to shows kind of during your childhood and then like now if you even have time anyways I got a little bit. Uh, childhood was it was totally spies, Kim Possible, uh, which I mean, I guess makes sense now, character wise, yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> um, Pokemon, uh, Recess, the like a lot of like Disney Channel cartoons. Yeah, yeah that that was my my stuff back then. Um, what is it now? Uh, it's a lot of like like short Netflix series. Like I just finished One Piece which I guess isn't open Netflix series, but I finished the live action version of yeah. One Piece. Um, I, I don't want to say that's the most recent thing I've watched. <laughs> uh, I don't have a ton of time for TV. I watch more movies than anything. Okay, then kind of, are you kind of one who is maybe it, it, correlate, it correlates with your character? Are you into more that more like dystopian sci-fi uh, movies or do you kind of, are you kind of well-versed in movies? I'm kind of all over like okay. Barbenheimer was a big thing for me because I was ready for both. Yeah. <laughs>
What other uh, films have you, you kind of said that you enjoy films more? What kind of films do you normally find yourself drawn to, like, specifically? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I enjoy, I typically enjoy more lighter movies. Um, I love superhero movies and comic book movies. Um, I'm super into those, um, like comedies. I do like the occasional horror, but I don't handle them well. It really depends on the type. It is um, tis, at with... the time of recording this, tis the season. <laughs> yeah, I'm better with thrillers than I am actual horror movies. I'm kind of, I personally, I like horror movies too, but I feel like I love thrillers more, like especially like the psychological thrillers or like the mystery ones, you know? Like I'm, it kind of mixes things with that. So like, I get you on that front. I feel like I'm more kind of drawn to those, but you know, I wanted to talk about this amazing bionic arm that you have. And I don't know, like, it just seems like the coolest thing that I've ever seen, to be honest with you. I don't know how, firstly, how heavy is that actually? It's super light. It's not heavy oh, at really? all. really? Yeah. It's really, it's really light. It's really easy to wear. Like it's, it's perfect. I was, when I found it, I was so happy. Um, the maker, I found her on Etsy. She goes by Chrome Monarchy. She is incredible. I have nothing but good things to say. Anyone who needs something like that, go to her. It's such good quality. Yeah, I kind of when I first see it, it goes with your piece, but it also reminds me like Buzz Lightyear a little bit, but it it's like the coolest thing ever to me. Like when you were, did you, I'm curious, you kind of always had a, a thing with your shoulder, but did, did this bionic piece kind of come after your surgery or is this something that you kind of always envisioned yourself doing was having the arm? It was after, I was looking for something. I didn't know yeah. what I wanted. And then I, I had come across that just by chance. And it I just, feel like it works. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you travel with it? Like, I, I'm curious, does it fit in, like, <laughs> does it like fold into your suitcase? It folds a little bit so I can fold mm. it into the suitcase, but it takes up a lot, it takes up a lot of space. I'm not going to lie. It does take up quite a bit of space. So I try to pack light just so I can fit that. Cause I, I want that with me all the time. Yeah, no, I mean, you have to, it, it is the bionic woman. It's kind of the, the, what's it called? The money-making piece that you, the statement piece is the word I'm looking yes. for. I feel like, yeah. yeah, it's, it's really cool there. I, I haven't seen anybody else kind of doing that in wrestling. So I think that it's very distinct to you. You know, you said that, you know, this is kind of still a work in progress. You know, you're still kind of getting to know who the bionic woman is and shaping her. What do you think has been the biggest challenge in trying to carve this persona in wrestling? Um, I think the biggest challenge for me is trying to be different because I know there's people that do similar gimmicks. Yes. I don't want to step on people's toes. I don't want to go like, I don't want to copy anybody. So trying to make myself stand out while still doing some like parts of gimmicks that somebody else might mm -hmm. do is probably the hardest part because it sucks, especially as a girl, everyone kind of, as soon as you have a gimmick, if it's like somebody else's, it gets clumped all together and like, that's you, that's, you're all the same. And I don't want that. Yeah. And I, I feel like you, I mean, at least that I know of, there's nobody, at least in Canada, kind of doing what you're doing right now. So that kind of helps you out a little bit. There's a few people within the States who kind of have similar things and setting yourself apart in anything is definitely a challenge, you know, and you've learned now you celebrated your 10 year wrestleversary a few months ago, as you put it, reflecting back on your time in wrestling so far, you said that confidence is definitely something that you've kind of boosted as the years go on, but how else do you think that you've grown as a person and as a competitor, you know, through everything that you've done highs and lows um I've grown 
to be um I came from a town where everyone was very similar so I've met a lot of different people different backgrounds different cultures it's it's been really really eye-opening for me to meet a bunch of different types of people go to sort all different places um and in terms of like sorry what else did you say (laughs) just how have you grown as a person and competitor throughout your 10 years competitor that was the one I have gotten I think a lot tougher as a competitor I do not like pain I don't know why I do this because I don't like pain Um, but I've learned to take some hard hits and not like freak out internally about it and not get super worried Um, you kind of got to push past like some of the stuff that hurts in the moment and just get through it it's not going to hurt later yes you get punched in the face but it's fine it's okay it's nothing to cry about I was someone who if I got really hurt I'd get really really upset about it um and I think of like hurt and injured as two different things like injury mm-hmm. is the shoulder that's something yeah. that can stop me from what I'm doing hurt is like okay you got a cut or like I got my nose is busted yeah that I can work through um and that's not going to upset me as much as it would before yeah wrestling is an inherently kind of painful thing whether it's just ranging from like soreness from working out you know a busted nose or like an actual injury you know there I feel like there's always going to be pain and kind of you know you're 10 years in now your tolerance is probably a lot higher than it was when you first started for sure you know I'm curious like you've hit that 10 year mark now do you feel that you were talking about like you hadn't noticed like you're kind of a veteran now especially you know I feel like the especially the Canada scene is rising a lot of the girls are maybe like two three four years now has it kind of sunken in that you're kind of this veteran now that people maybe look up to it has and it's still weird to me I don't I don't uh especially because I'm still I'm not the youngest, but I'm still younger than a lot of girls. Um, so it's so weird to me. And I'm also smaller than everybody. So when people ask me for advice, I'm just like, uh, yeah, sure, I can help. Like, it doesn't occur to me that, yes, I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. And I know what I'm doing. Because, um, yeah, there's just there's all different girls that ask me for questions. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I've been doing this for 10 years. I probably do have an answer for you. I'm curious for your own kind of personal career, you know, you've trained and worked alongside so many different ver- diversity of people, like you said, what has been a piece of advice or two that has maybe stuck with you that you maybe share with those other people that are asking you for guidance now? Um, it's the, probably the best advice. I've gotten a lot of really good advice. I think the best one I've gotten, just keep going. Honestly, that's it. It's so easy to feel like you should stop, but it's like you feel like, oh, you're not good enough either in the ring or you don't look good enough or you have to change something. Just keep going. Keep pushing. If you really want it and you keep trying, you will get it. Yeah. And I mean, you are getting an exciting opportunity coming up. We kind of talked a little bit about it off air. At the time of recording this, you were headed on tour across the pond to the United Kingdom for, I think it's about two and a half, three weeks, which is really exciting. So how are you preparing for this tour and what are you looking forward to most about this? Uh, I don't know if I'm preparing. I haven't packed anything. You know, that's fair. (laughs) It's a a night before thing for me. Um, I'm really excited. I wanted to do it earlier in the year. Um, Other things got in the way, so I couldn't. So I'm really, really excited that I get to go now. Um, I get to go with some workers from Canada as well. So I'm not by myself, which is nice because I'm also an anxious traveler. (laughs) So not going alone is working well for me. Um, I'm really excited. I'm doing, I'm actually starting in Spain, which is so cool to me. 
Um, I've never been, I've never left the side of the world. So just the fact yeah. that I get to go and it's already for sure go to two different countries is I'm just so grateful. Um, am I prepared? We'll see on the day of when I get on the plane, but uh, I'm really excited and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Same. I'm also a last minute packer, you know, I I'm curious. I don't know if you, this is a thing you can pack light for or how much luggage you're going to need. You're, you're, are, are you taking your bionic arm with you? I feel like you have to, but that's I also going to take up a lot of <laughs> your suitcase. I'm going to try vacuum seal bags and see how that works for clothes. Yeah, fair enough. You know, I'm one of those who packs last minute too, but like we said, this is really an exciting chance for you to kind of expand your horizons and work with people who are from different countries, you know, which is really exciting. So, you know, you've gotten some matches lined up, but I'm curious, are there any certain competitors in the European scene that you were particularly eager to work with either in the next coming weeks or in the future? Um, and the next time I'm really excited for my match with uh, Charlie Morgan, which yeah. is like, literally at the, the last day of my tour. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I don't know who I'm wrestling yet when I um when I get to Spain, but there is a worker there, Vanessa Tevez, I think her name is. She had actually she's from Canada. We had actually wrestled a few times here, so I'm just excited to see her again. Whether or not we wrestle, I'm just excited the chance I get to hang out with her, see her. It's been so many years that I just want to catch up. Um, I would like to wrestle at some point Nina Samuels. Um, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, she's definitely at the top of my list. I do have a list at, at the moment. Can I remember all the names? No, but she's at the top in terms of like who I want to work from there. Yeah, I think you're actually the second person to say Nina Samuels today because I was talking with somebody else about the UK today. And I think just Nina, I mean, Nina's great at playing a heel, but she can also be a really entertaining baby face as well. So I feel like she's got that kind of both sides to it. So working with her, I think would be awesome for your character to kind of see those two cross mm -hmm. paths and whether it's this time around or hopefully they get you to Europe again in the future, 2024, TBD, but we look forward to it, you know, kind of as we're looking towards the future as well right now, do, what are some of your personal and professional goals that you're hoping to accomplish in the next year or so? Um, definitely would like to go back. I know I haven't gone yet, but I already yeah. want to go back. <laughs> um, I'd like to do, like, I for sure doing Spain and UK, but I'd like to yeah. do different countries, Italy, France, Denmark, Germany, Belgium. Like I, there's so many countries I want to hit there. Um, Japan has always been a goal for me. Um, somewhere I'd love to go and just to work with a bunch of different, like new people. I'm someone who learns best when I, like, I love working with people that I usually work with, but yeah, I learn a lot when I work with somebody new. Um, so I would love to work with just new names and yeah, I guess those are my goals. Yeah. You know, final question, you know, you've had a a long decade career thus far, but like you said, you're yearning to work with more people in the future. Looking back, you know, is there a particular match or moment of yours that you feel really proud of and why? Kind of take a moment to reflect. What is something that you're really proud of? Um, so I actually just wrestled Trent Seven, was it last weekend mm -hmm. or the weekend before? Within the past couple of weeks. I'm really proud of it. Um, he's come here a couple of times. We've gotten to know each other. Um, he pushed me so hard in the ring and most people don't and I don't push myself as hard as he pushed me so I'm so grateful and it's definitely a match that I'm really proud of here in the states you know I know Canada just had their Thanksgiving very recently here in the states though Thanksgiving is going to be coming up so to close out can you share three things that you are grateful for in your life wrestling or not 
uh, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for um, my my fans, honestly, because I could not do this without them. If I had no support, I'd be nowhere. Um, and I'm grateful for my health. I feel really lucky like that the worst thing that's happened to me has been my shoulder injury. I feel like it could have gone so much worse. Yeah. Um, like if I blew a knee, I feel I'd be devastated. Um, at least this was something I was a little bit easier to work through. Um, so just, yeah, my family, fans, and my my personal health has been, I'm really thankful that everything's been okay. Does your shoulder still randomly pop out at times? I know it used to. I think you had tweeted that it popped out when you opened to the fridge one time. And I just like, does it still do that? Or hopefully it's it, repaired now? It does not. Yes. That's no, it good. has not happened since. <laughs> That is good. Well, that's definitely something to look forward to. Alexia, before we let you go here, can you please share where listeners can find you online and support you? Yes, you can find me on X, not Twitter anymore, um, at uh, it's Alexia Nicole on Instagram at Alexia Nicole. And I have a TikTok, but I don't really use it. I kind of just like videos on there. So you can find me there too, but don't expect any posts. Um, Instagram and X at Alexia Nicole. And I know if you go, I think, to her link in either of those socials, she also has her uh, big cartel listed for merch and all of that. Alexia, congratulations, first of all, again, on, on 10 years. And we look forward to this upcoming tour of the UK. Hopefully, we get to see you more in new new spaces and new places. Thank you so much for chatting with me here today. No problem. Thank you for having me. This was fun.